0: Hello, my name is Roger Thomas, and this is the first in a series of podcasts called Everyone Can Love Classical Music. In these podcasts, I'm hoping to persuade more people to enjoy classical music, because sadly, many millions of people hardly ever listen to classical music. Is it because classical music is frequently portrayed as elitist, exclusive, difficult, even snobbish, but nothing could be further from the truth? Classical music can be enjoyed by everyone primarily because it's full of the most glorious tunes and melodies. Now these tunes may not be so obvious as those in popular music, but they are there all the same. They might take a bit longer to find and understand, but when you do discover them, you will get so much satisfaction and enjoyment. In this series of podcasts, we will look each month at the lives and works of major composers, starting with Tchaikovsky. Further podcasts will include an introduction to opera, the best of Gilbert and Sullivan, and an analysis of the world's greatest conductors. Other podcasts will examine the world's best sopranos, tenors, baritones, and mezzo-sopranos. We will also present a guide to the instruments and sections of an orchestra, and see how composers cleverly use them in their works. Another podcast will introduce the great ballets. In April we will present a special proms podcast in which we will tell you the best way to buy tickets for the proms and we will also highlight the individual proms which we see as accessible and very enjoyable. For more details on the 18 podcasts we will be publishing over the next year, please go to our website www.everyonecanloveclassicalmusic.com To get more people to listen to classical music, we need to make it more accessible. That's what I'd like to do in this series of podcasts. I won't be using any technical musical terms because I don't know any. So rest assured, you will not be hearing about diminished thirds or diminuendos, etc. My knowledge of classical music comes from 50 years of listening to this great music, live and on records and CDs. Having got to know classical music and the pleasure it brings, I hope in this series of podcasts, I can share with you the great enjoyment that this music offers. Be aware that the music establishment actually makes it hard for people to get to know and like classical music. A major comfort in this is BBC's Radio 3, a channel devoted almost exclusively to classical music. This channel is in the perfect position to make classical music accessible to the majority of people. However, it does the opposite by consistently talking down to us in an infuriating and patronising manner. Here's my arch enemy, Andrew McGregor, talking about Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata.
1: It's from the harmonic context of Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata emerges a horn part that occasionally abandons the tonal framework without ever destroying it. Those unilateral tendencies start parodying themselves in the second and third movements, almost, they say, as if a goblin was leaping through the score.
0: Such condescending comments are likely to put people off classical music, rather than persuading them to give classical music a try. We need to get away from this pretentious codswallop and make classical music much more accessible. And now, to whet your appetite, I'm going to play some beautiful music that might be new to you, but which I think you will enjoy, and it will give you an idea of the massive amount of gorgeous classical music that is out there for you to enjoy. The music will be in five categories, orchestral, concertos, choral, songs, and opera. I'll be playing extracts of some beautiful music, but of course the best way to listen to classical music is to hear the whole piece from beginning to end. Now let's hear some lovely music by Tchaikovsky. He had a mainly unhappy life, upset by the early death of his beloved mother. He was frequently ill and short of money and was always petrified about being outed as a homosexual, which makes it all the more remarkable that he wrote such wonderful, uplifting music. Here's the start of his famous piano concerto. piece of music Tchaikovsky wrote was his sixth symphony known as the Pathétique. Here's the main theme from the final movement. to say goodbye to the world. Vaughan Williams is one of our greatest composers. His lovely work, The Lark Ascending, has become a firm favorite amongst the British public. Now I would like to play you my favourite symphony, Vaughan Williams' Fifth Symphony. Now Vaughan Williams was not only a great English composer, he was also a great man. In 1914, at the outbreak of the Great War, he enlisted as a private in the Royal Army Medical Corps, even though at the age of 42 he was old enough to have been excused service. He was a gregarious, happy man, but unfortunately was married to Adeline, an invalid crippled by arthritis, and not a happy bunny. Then he met Ursula, the love of his life. They had an affair and eventually married after Adeline died and they lived happily ever after. He wrote his fifth symphony after meeting Ursula and it is the most gorgeous romantic symphony. Here's the beautiful theme from the third movement. I'm a great fan of the Finnish composer Sibelius. You probably know his Corellia Suite, as for many years it was the theme tune of the This Week program. Sibelius wrote seven wonderful symphonies. Here's the dramatic end of Sibelius's second symphony. course, composed much wonderful music. His most famous work is probably the Enigma Variations, especially Nimrod, which is almost a second national anthem, played on Remembrance Sunday and many other important occasions. It is interesting to note that Elgar dedicated this work to his great friend Augustus Jaeger, who was German. Here's the less well-known but very beautiful piece of music by Elgar called Suspiri. Concertos are a very important constituent of classical music. Most of the well-known composers wrote piano, violin, cello concertos, etc. Here's the lovely Concerto for Two Violins by Johann Sebastian Bach. This is the legendary recording by Yesha Heifetz and Yehudi Menuhin. Gerald Finzi was an English composer who suffered the loss of all three of his brothers in the First World War. These adversities contributed to Finzi's bleak outlook on life. Here's his very sad violin concerto. Shostakovich is often regarded as a modern composer, although much of his output was in the 1930s and 1940s. Given that he feared for his life under the rule of Stalin and had to endure the Russian hardships of the Second World War, it is not surprising that much of his work is angry and violent, but he also composed some beautiful music. Here's the slow movement of his second piano concerto. Choral works have always been loved by the British. One of the most popular is Mozart's Requiem. Here's the Lacrimosa. My favourite choral symphonies is Vaughan Williams' Sea Symphony. Here's an extract from the fourth movement. Songs form an important part of classical music, and one of our greatest singers was Kathleen Ferrier. She was the daughter of a Lancashire village schoolmaster and worked as a telephonist for the general post office. She did not take up singing seriously until quite late in life, but became famous the whole world over. Tragically, she developed cancer and died at the very early age of 41. Her best-known work is Blow the Wind Southerly. favourite song by Kathleen Ferrier is The Sally Garden. The words are from a poem by W.B. Yeats. And now to opera. I know that many regard opera as daunting and difficult, even boring, but it is the ultimate art form, combining great drama with some of the best music ever written. To get to know opera takes time and effort, as you have to listen to complete operas, and this can take hours. But it's worth it, because opera will give you satisfaction and enjoyment that will last you a lifetime, and which you cannot get from any other art form. For those new to opera, a good place to start is Mascagni's one-act opera, Cavalleria Rusticana. It only lasts an hour, has great drama, fabulous music, and, of course, an unhappy ending when our hero dies fighting a duel. You have probably heard some of this music already. For example, here's the well-known Easter hymn, when Santuzza, excommunicated by the church, laments her misfortune, whilst the congregation inside the cathedral sing their hearts out. The centrepiece of the opera is a dramatic duet where Santuza tries to convince Terudo of her love, but he is unmoved. considered by many including me to be the greatest opera singer ever she doesn't have the most beautiful voice but she acts with a voice like no other here she is singing the famous aria from Madame Butterfly she hopes that one fine day her beloved Pinkerton will return from America he does of course but in the meantime he has married another the swine Maria Canis, of course, had a tempestuous career. She often fell up with opera houses. At the gala opening of one season in Rome, she sang the opening act of Norma and then refused to go on, complaining of laryngitis. The crowd went berserk. Sometime later, she returned in the opera Anna Belena and sang the following aria. You can hear the reaction of the audience when she finishes. This is a live recording. full duets you know but my favorite is the ending of La Rondine by Puccini when Magda says she and her much younger lover have to part. He is broken-hearted and begs her not to go but she won't relent. Listen to this. Amor There are also some wonderful trios in opera. A dramatic trio finishes La Forza del Destino by Verdi. It is sung by the dying Leonora, her broken-hearted lover Alvaro, and the father superior. Some of the most thrilling scenes in opera come when the soloists combine with the whole chorus and orchestra. Here's the final scene from Verdi's The Masked Ball. King Gustavus has been shot and says goodbye to his beloved Amelia. Although shot and dying, he manages to sing like an angel. Well, this is opera. So oh. first podcast in the series everyone can love classical music i hope you enjoyed it in our second podcast we will look at the life and works of tchaikovsky in april we will present a special proms podcast in which we will tell you the best way to buy tickets for the proms and we will also highlight the individual proms which we see as accessible and very enjoyable thank you for listening and goodbye